Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast here on this Wednesday, another hump day, 26th of October, 2022. Trust you're doing really well. Trust your sales team are smashing their objectives, smashing their goals, and looking forward to uh, finishing the week very, very strongly. Uh, Recording a podcast slightly later than normal. In fact, it is, uh, as I record this, it is 7.30 p.m. at night. Just come back from uh, running a very, very interesting workshop, and a great workshop actually today with an organization and a group of leaders helping them more effectively manage people, but also manage performance. And uh, one of the things we know certainly as leaders, that it's one thing to be a great leader, but also great leaders have attributes of managers. And part of that is setting the right KPIs, making sure there is crystal clear clarity, if that is a word. I think it's crystal clear or crystal clarity. I think crystal clear is clarity, but you get what I mean. Making sure that the objectives, the KPIs, and the expectations that we set are very, very clear. So there's no uh, potential for ambiguity to creep in and certainly no potential for people to complain about the fact they didn't have the right KPIs or their KPIs weren't crystal clear. So we talked about all things management, all things performance, and helping people get back on track, particularly if they uh, go not so much go off the rails, but uh, as we know, sometimes teams can through various different reasons, often which are not necessarily within their control. Sometimes their performance can dip, the results can dip. And as leaders and as managers, we need to be really paying attention to that and give every opportunity of that person to get back on track and at least back in the right direction. So combination of coaching, mentoring, training, as well as providing feedback on a regular basis. Now, one of the things I want to talk about specifically an area around strengths that we covered off today in a bit of detail, and I want to share some details around that. And if you'd like a copy of this particular questionnaire that I'm going to make reference to, please drop me a note either on LinkedIn, send me a direct message on LinkedIn, send me a text message at uh, 0412-33554, or send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. Before I talk about those strengths, just want to set some context. And one of the things I always do when I'm talking about leadership training and a bunch of leaders in the room uh, is talk about the fact that many of us have a to-do list. And so very, very often we will have a to-do list that we're very focused on in terms of the tasks and the projects and sometimes the people in relation to those tasks. But very often we can get inundated with all the things we have to do on that to-do list and lose sight of the fact that one of the key things around leadership, and this points into the conversation on strengths, is we need to be really clear on what our to-be list is. Now, I've recorded a couple of podcasts on this and I speak a lot about this to clients and thinking about, well, you might have a to-do list. Have you thought about what a to-be list is? And that is really a thinking about what sort of leader do you need to be for your team in this particular situation? Now, you can actually set a, a strategy for this in terms of what's my what's my to-be, what's my being component going to be for the next year? And that's a like an aspiration, but also something that is a little bit more transactional. Each and every day, you might have to think about According to the situations that you find yourself in, depending on the situation that your team is in, depending on the status of a number of deals, for example, 
you might have to be a, bring a different version of yourself to the table, and this is where your strengths come in. So I share this little three-step model, it's a Venn diagram, around knowing, being, and doing. So as a great leader, we need to know how to lead, first and foremost, and that, that stands to reason. We know how to set KPIs, we need to know how to set objectives, we also need to know what our standards are, what we stand for. We need to build that knowledge around our leadership so we can then uh, articulate that message in a way that resonates with the team. The next thing we need to be focused on is the being part. So being the leader that the team needs, not the leader that the team wants. We need to think about, based on the standards of excellence that we put in place, what is the modeling I'm going to now implement on a constant basis and a consistent basis? And that's the key thing. Who do I need to be every single day? What sort of example do I want to see play out in, in my team? Uh, because as we know, and we always talk about this, your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So being the leader you need to be is very, very fundamental to being a great leader. And the doing part, of course, which is the third part of the Venn diagram, is acting like a leader. Thinking about what are the things you need to do on a daily basis in order to be uh, consistent with the being part and consistent with the knowing part of your leadership context. So identifying what the key activities are that you need to perform every single day. So when we focus on those three key components, the knowing, the being, and the doing, and they overlap, and we're doing it at a high level, that is the sweet spot of leadership. And it certainly makes it a lot easier when we start looking at the, the strengths that we need to put in place and the strengths we need to attain. In order to be a great leader, it's much, much easier to then be the person we need to be and what strategies and standards we need to implement and then implement them. So the knowing, the being, and the doing. Now, what's really interesting in speaking with leaders and certainly their teams around strengths, uh, often people think, yeah, I've got some great strengths, but they're not necessarily specific or can articulate what those strengths are. And often they will divert to some of the areas for development or some of the weaknesses and think, well, I've got to actually work on my weaknesses so that I can actually get better as a leader. Now, depending on which school of thought you're coming from, that may be a valid approach. But when you study elite sports, and certainly this is my perspective that I've developed over many, many years, and a lot of it's come from studying, a lot of it's come from being mentored, etc. It's actually more effective to focus on what those strengths are and continue to work on those strengths so we can enhance them even further. So not necessarily working on your weaknesses, and certainly from a sales leadership point of view, I look at this all the time and look at teams and what teams have actually been created by the sales leader, and often there'll be a one-dimensional or maybe two dimensions to the team not a multi-dimensional aspect to the team. And what we're talking about here is if we know as a sales leader what our strengths are, but also where perhaps some of the strengths are not as strong, so they're not necessarily weaknesses, but they're just not as strong as some of the others, so they're not necessarily the genius zone, then what we start to look for is people to build a team around that particularly bring strengths in those areas where I am not strong. So this enables the team to grow uh, greater and stronger, and I, I, I would contest we end up creating a more sustainable team when we have an eclectic mix of people with different experiences and different strengths that when you put them all together, you actually start to hum because you don't necessarily have people competing with each other and you've got people who are now complementing each other. So what I wanted to talk about just briefly today, and if you want a copy of this, please send me a note, as I said, is a strengths questionnaire that comes from the VIA Institute on Character. And it's a really great uh, way to do a bit of self-assessment on our own strengths, and it's across 24 different elements, but it's also a fantastic opportunity to give it to your team, uh, and also get your team maybe to do one on yourself. So it can also be used as a 360 degree feedback that when you do this, and you do it from a perspective of uh, what your strengths are, and it gives you a great sense of which ones potentially are your signature strengths that you can then utilize 
and make sure that when it comes to creating KPIs, creating objectives, building a team, you can actually start focusing on core aspects of that to the point where you now start to work more and more in your genius zone. Because what we know from both research, but also I'll just get you to think about this as well as from experience, is if you can work on your strengths and if your team can work on your strengths and incorporate those into your daily life and you're working in your genius zone, then funny things happen. In terms of results start to come forward in a lot, uh, I wouldn't say in an easier fashion, but they do start to happen. And you'll actually start to experience what's called authentic happiness. Now, it might sound really, really weird, really woo-woo in terms of sales, but it does actually happen. So one of the key requirements that we have as sales leaders is to look at our sales team and think about, okay, where are their strengths? What are they really strong at? And how can I start to formulate strategies, tactics, and give them ideas, give them responsibilities that can play according to those strengths? And particularly when you're thinking about engagement, trying to increase people's engagement, increase, therefore, their discretionary effort and ultimately deliver better results that over time become sustainable, then it just stands to reason to get people to work on their strengths rather than starting to work on their weaknesses. So the actual questionnaire itself is based across six different elements or six different categories, wisdom, courage, humanity, justice, temperance, and transcendence. Now, as I said, there's 24 elements or 24 statements that enables us as an individual to look at and think about are we strong in this particular area? So they're essentially character strengths and virtues. Now, it's not necessarily values per se, but it does give a very clear insight in terms of where we think we are strong in different different areas. So just to pick a couple of them from each of the six categories, from a wisdom point of view, you've got things like creativity, curiosity, judgment and critical thinking, a love of learning and perspective and wisdom. So for example, from a perspective and wisdom point of view, the statement says you take the big picture view of things Others turn to you for wise advice. You help others make sense of the world and you learn from your mistakes. Now, when it comes to a self-assessment, the statement that's associated with that is this. It is natural and effortless for me to express my perspective, wisdom, strength. Now, that goes from very strongly disagree right through to very strongly agree. And what this does, it enables us to get a pretty good picture over all of these elements that will now identify some key strengths. So from a courage point of view, it's things like uh, perseverance. You keep going and going when you have a goal in mind. You attempt to overcome all obstacles. You finish what you start. So are you prepared to stay the course? Are you prepared to do what needs to be done irrespective of what the obstacles may be in your way? From a humanity point of view, it's things like social intelligence. And that is you pay close attention to social nuances and the emotions of others. You have good insight into what makes people tick. You seem to know what to say and do in any social situation. So this is really tapping into the emotional intelligence component. And so from that perspective, you're going to also say, is it I strongly disagree right through to I strongly agree. From a justice point of view, there are three things here, teamwork, fairness, and leadership. So from a leadership perspective, you positively influence those you lead. You prefer to lead than to follow. You are very good at organizing and taking charge for the collective benefit of the group. Now, for many, that will be an absolutely strongly agree. For some, it'd be, oh, I'm not quite sure, which indicates that you might have some work to do in that particular area. So from a fairness point of view, which is also under justice, it's the statement like this. You believe strongly in an equal and just opportunity for all. You don't let personal feelings bias your decisions about others, and you treat people the way you want to be treated. So again, strongly disagree right through to strongly agree. 
From a temperance point of view, these are things like forgiveness and mercy, humility, modesty, prudence, and self-regulation. The statement against forgiveness and mercy is you readily let go of hurt after you are wronged. You give people a second chance, you are not vengeful or resentful, and you accept people's shortcomings. From a prudence point of view, you are wisely cautious, you are planful and conscientious, you are careful to not take undue risks or to do things you might later regret. So there's some of the things that come up in the temperance element. Again, strongly disagree right through to strongly agree. And then the transcendence perspective starts talking about things like humor, hope, gratitude, appreciation, but also sense of meaning, and in some cases, things like spirituality. So from a hope perspective, you are optimistic, expecting the best to happen. You believe in and work towards a positive future. You can think of many pathways to reach your goal. And from a gratitude point of view, you regularly experience and express thankfulness. You don't take the good things that happen in your life for granted, and you tend to feel blessed in many circumstances. And I really like this one, the spirituality and the sense of meaning, which is number 24 on the list. And that is you hold a set of beliefs, whether religious or not, about how your life is part of something bigger and more meaningful. And those beliefs shape your behavior and provide a sense of comfort, understanding, and purpose. So there are a few statements out of the 24 across those six categories. And from a self-assessment point of view, the idea then is to uh, identify what your key strengths are, what your signature strengths are. So typically, if you have a lot where you very strongly agree or you strongly agree, that's where the order will come from. And the idea and what I've got the team to do today is identify what their top six were in terms of their, their key strengths, which will indicate where their typical genius zone will be. And then I got them to compare their numbers and their top strengths with each of their peers because here's the thing, they were part of a leadership team. And what was interesting is when we looked across the 13 people in the room, there was a lot of differences across the room in terms of the strengths, which says to me that the leader who had brought this team together had actually done some work on understanding their own strengths, but also understanding what are some of the characteristics and the traits and the strengths we need to bring in to the organization, which will complement some of the strengths that I already have and some of the team members already have, so that as much as we possibly can, we've got all of the 24 strengths taken care of, which means we've got a great opportunity for the team as a whole and as a cohort to now operate in their zone of genius. So a phenomenal, phenomenal exercise. It was, uh, it was really, really well received, and for some of them, it was the first time they actually sat down and actually done some analysis on what their strengths were because often, and I often find this as well, when somebody asks you what your strengths are, uh, sometimes people turn around and say, well, I'm a very hard worker or I'm very consistent. Actually looking at these strengths from six different categories and across 24 different elements enables us to do a bit more of a deep dive and consider some strengths that perhaps in and of themselves we wouldn't necessarily think about or proactively realized that we had. So it was a really, really well received and uh, the guys cannot wait to now implement this for their team and uh, actually start using this also for a 360 feedback as well, just to see whether the perception they're creating, the impressions they're creating, the environment they've created, some of the strengths that their team identifies that they might have in terms of their leader is actually matched by what the leader thinks they have as well. So it's going to make for a very interesting conversation once that is done. So I guess the key message out of today's episode and a key question I want to ask you as a sales leader is, are you playing to your strengths and are you playing to your team's strengths and is your team playing to their strengths as well? So that's a key few questions to ask because when we do that, when we really sit down and analyze it, we may actually determine there's a few gaps that we can plug 
and when we plug them, it could be the difference that makes all the difference. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message resonates. Again, if you like a copy, send me a note, uh, either on LinkedIn, via email or via text message. And of course, as a key reminder, on this hump day, if you're committed and ready to take your leadership to an exceptional level and or you'd like some assistance with your sales team or with your team helping them become exceptional in what they do, love to have a conversation to see how and if I may be able to assist you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have that conversation, map out a plan and start the execution process ASAP. Or if you would like to bypass that and go straight to me, come to me via 0412 33554. More than happy to have a conversation via text, via telephone call, face-to-face. If you are local, it's only over Zoom. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.